This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joined now by Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Look at you just canceling pool parties on the 4th of July. I didn't cancel no one person's pool party. Laying down the law for your teammates. I don't actually blame you at all. (laughs) I mean, it's just, uh, it it would be disappointing to do all this work for however long we've had to do by ourselves. And and obviously now with, with a couple guys in the gym and stuff to kind of waste it. And like, if we test positive in the next, uh, whatever, until we leave, then you're not coming. So why? Why ruin it for yourself and potentially for, for your teammates? How good a basketball shape are you in right now? Oh, elite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How does that compare to what would normally be, say, when you got here in September of each year? Not very elite. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I thought, I, I don't, like, I'm definitely not 100% because uh, I don't think anyone would be. I think it, the, the plan from our staff and, and all that is to, to build us up and um, obviously have us kind of kind of raring to go by by the end of the month. So um, we've still got obviously a three-week, uh, whatever you call it, training camp or whatever it is in in Orlando. And that's where it will really kind of ramp up. Obviously, we can't do any team stuff right now. So um, doing individual workouts is a lot different to, to playing five five. So... In terms of strength and, and fitness, I think I'm strength-wise in my body. I feel really good. Um, I think it'll just take uh, probably those first, probably that first kind of week to get my legs under me um, once we're running, and then um, I'll be good to go. So we hear a lot of uh, confidence from you and from Quinn, and it strikes me, and maybe this is just a me problem, but it strikes me as more confident. I mean, you always want to be confident, but it strikes me as more confident than you'd usually expect. I mean, there's a bunch of unknowns here. It's weird the way the season has been stopped for so long. You guys are very confident, and yet you're not even working out as a team yet. So where does all this confidence come from? I think when you... The, the, the hard part, obviously, is I'm, I'm sure other teams are saying and thinking the same thing. I'm sure they're confident. I'm sure that. um Obviously, ours is from from our team. We we're in a group text. We've seen each other. Obviously, kind of with I don't even know what the actual quota of people per people in the gym or whatever at the moment is. But you see other guys in the gym, and you see um, by talking, like they're talking and, and all that, you get an understanding of what people have done. And um, yeah, I just feel like our our team's in a good spot. I feel like we kind of throughout this whole whole process have been pretty intelligent and smart with what we were doing and how we were approaching it. And, and I would beg to differ if there's a better training staff in the league than ours. Um, their plan with, with obviously our own players' confidence and, and work ethic and all that, it, it just makes you, you kind of feel like you're in a good spot. And obviously, um, 
we've we've well, it's been brought up a bit. I talked about yesterday having stuff not being there and that it's going to be different. Um, but we we got to figure that out. We, and like I said, I'm, I'm very confident we will figure it out. Um, but yeah, just just all those things kind of combined make you feel like you put yourself in your team and it gets fired. And obviously we've got to get to Orlando now and just kind of click that switch of, of being a team again. It's it, like I said, it's very different working out alone than it is um, as like a team of five. five. So this has been going on for, what, three, four months, whatever it is, and, you know, it's going to end here. Your little uh, lifestyle that you've had and you got to get going over to Orlando. How much have you been able to appreciate what you've been able to do as a family these last few months? Oh, man, it's been, uh, it's been unreal. I, I mentioned it yesterday. I think you guys were streaming my, my interview, but um, I always – and this is an only Renee, but obviously mine goes a lot more to Renee, but you you know how hard it is. You, know, you understand probably, or you try to understand how hard it is uh, these, and I don't want to say just NBA wives or anything like that, but these mums and, and wives that are home a lot more than, than what I am or, or husbands working um, or it's a stay-at-home mum, whatever, whatever their situation is, but you you don't fully probably appreciate it because you're not you're not living in it. You're not doing it every day. And um, like I said, not that my not that I never didn't have appreciation for for what Renee did or um, how she was as a, a mother or wife or anything like that. But I think it um, it definitely spiked up even more. It was it kind of went out of this world just because of um, those first few weeks. It's like holy, this is awesome for me. I get to be with the kids and then. It becomes a grind. I mean, anyone that's a parent understands that um, having kids is, is, is can be a grind sometimes. And um, yeah, just that appreciation for the time that we got to spend together. Um, I mean, me and Renee have been together 11, 12 years. It was probably the most we've actually spent together, um, which is kind of sad, really, in the in the real world. But it's just the lifestyle kind of that that I live. And um, yeah, it's it's sad that. Um, that's the case, but um, I'm so glad that I got to spend the time with the kids, get to spend the time with Renee, and um, we talked about it a lot. We during this whole process, along the whole way, we're like, at some point, this is going to end, and we're not going to all be together or whatever it is for, for a certain amount of time. And um, just to try and appreciate every day when it does get hard, or the kids are being annoying, or whatever it is, and, and just try and enjoy it because. Um, we, we knew it was going to come to an end, and, and obviously that, like you said, is, is coming up pretty quickly, yeah. So how much do you lean on technology to stay uh, committed when you go on the world's longest road trip here? I mean, it's, it figures to be at least two months. Obviously, it could be three and a half. Uh, how, how do you stay what – what, what kind of new things do you do to stay connected? Yeah, um, I mean, I'll be – Lucky, like you said, with technology these days and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, I'll be on FaceTime to the kids every day, and it's kind of any moment that I've got to, to sit around and, and not be doing much, which is um, probably going to be a, a fair chunk of, of a lot of the, a lot of the days. So, um, I think the hardest part for me, like I said yesterday, is obviously leaving the kids, but um, the little bits that come with that of getting them up each morning and. Um, I guess I've been spoiled a little bit with with what went on because I've got to, to get them up every morning and put them to bed every night. And, 
this whole process, I actually missed one night because I got locked out of our old house and couldn't get into my car keys to get home in time. And I missed putting him down to bed one night this this whole time. And um, I was actually really, really pissed off that night. So I missed <laughs> it. But just those little things that, um, that I, like I said, I, have, I don't get to do usually or I get to do very sparingly with our schedule. Um, I'm, I'm going to really, really miss. Uh, um, like I said yesterday, I'm going to for the team and I want to want to do the best and I'm, and I'm glad and lucky that I've got a supportive wife that, that wants me to go and, and to, to play well and help our team. But um, regardless, I'm, I'm going to miss my, my kids and Renee um, a hell of a lot. So Damian Lillard said he didn't think everybody was going to be able to follow the rules in the bubble. Do you think you might be a rule breaker and play some doubles ping pong? I'm playing doubles ping pong with my with my teammates for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't. It, it's I guess it's hard. You don't know exactly. Kind of. I mean, the, the rules are obviously there and all that, but obviously we're. I mean, we're we're testing every day. Um, I think between testing every day and and obviously, like I said yesterday, again, I'm I'm gonna make sure I do everything in my power to to be smart about it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But um, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what's best also for, for me and myself coming back whenever we end up coming back because I don't want to ruin um, coming back home and, and potentially having it or whatever it is. So I'm going to put myself in in the best position possible to, to be healthy when I'm coming back as well. So Lillard, uh, in his story, he had some great quotes. He was talking about PS3, PS4. He's got his uh, music. Basically, it sounds like he's going to have a studio in a room. And and his books. So are you planning, like, seriously, two months of entertainment? Because it sounded like Lillard had it. He was, he's like, practice games in my room. And I thought, he yeah. actually sounded a little like Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I won't really be playing video games. That's um, uh not really my style, but um, uh, I've got a lot of other things, and uh, I guess we're blessed to have the, the like with Jacob's autism, we've got a charity now, and, and I'll dive into to some of the work with that. And um, there's a few other things that have been not necessarily postponed, but the last few weeks, um, everything's been pushed back a little bit just to, to spend this last few weeks with, with the kids and with, with Renee and stuff. So, um, I will have some stuff to do. Um, I'm not going to say it's like work because I, <laughs> stuff I enjoy, stuff with our charity and, and stuff with our how we're building the house in Australia. It's just little things that, um, like I said, have, have kind of been put on hold a little bit just to, to enjoy these last few weeks with, with the kids. And, and obviously now we're, I think we're, what, four or five days away from leaving. So this, this next few days will be uh, purely with, with my family. And then once we get over there, I'll um, kind of... Uh, settle into however life is going to be over there. What do you think the level of excitement is going to be amongst, say, your teammates and other guys in the league to be finally getting back and playing some ball? Yeah, I think it'll be, uh, that's the, the flip side of what I was saying. It's like, obviously I'm really sad and, and kind of frustrated a little bit to, to be leaving my family for this long because I've never left the kids for this long. I, I've, I have been away since in April so give or take this long, but that was pre kids, and she was playing, and I was playing. It was a, it was a, it was a lot different. And um, again, anyone that's that's got kids, you, you don't want to leave them for, for an hour. Never mind, kind of. I think 
think it's minimum seven, eight weeks that we're going to be there. Worst case scenario, so um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard. But I, I like you said, I want to go and I want to be there for my team. I, I want to play um, for the Jazz. I want to represent the Jazz and um, obviously play really well. So it's a um, it's a bit of a double edged sword because you you want to do the right thing by your family and and all that, but you also at the end of the day, I've, I've got a job to do and. Um, that's, that's my job is to go there and, and be the, the best player I can be for this next however long we're there for. So even though you haven't had the uh, you know full five-on-five five practices and the stuff you're used to, you have had the Zoom calls, and the coaches have had a long time pre- to prepare for uh, you know playing without Bogdanovich. Do you already in your mind, even though you can't blurt out the specifics, I get that, do you already in your mind, are you pretty comfortable with the way things are going to go and how things are going to change and, and your expectations? Um, I mean, I think um, we, we've been kind of unlucky, but lucky with we have been in kind of situations like this before. We've, we've had guys injured. We've had guys in obviously this year with, with Mike being out and stuff like that. As I mean, you guys know me pretty well, but I'm, I'm really excited for, for Mike to, to be able to come in and um, – have a bit bigger role and and um, not that I mean obviously how important he is with but um, I think compared to, to Memphis the last couple of years it was really it, it was kind of just him and Gasol and um, coming to, to our team we, we obviously had a lot of other guys that could play a bigger role could score and stuff like that so um, not that not that his role kind of diminished but it was, it was different to what it was in, in so well, I'm really excited for him and, and I'll do kind of everything in my power to, to kind of get him going and then get him um, playing like and I, I know he kind of wants to and, and like he showed a lot of times this year um, pre and post his uh, hamstring or whatever it was but um, yeah just really excited for that group it's, it's a team thing where we're not relying on, on Mike or, or me or whoever it is to, to go on um, it's the same thing, but there'll, there'll obviously be some different stuff. We had a lot of a lot of plays and stuff that were run for Boyan, and um, those obviously won't be there because he's a different player to, to what I am. We're not going to run the same stuff for him as we do for me or for Mike or Donovan or, or whoever it is. So, um, yeah, there'll be some adjustments, but we're lucky we've we've got a, a half decent coach that um, I'm sure has spent countless. Uh, I was going to say hours, but probably countless weeks on, on what we're going to do. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting kind of once we get there and can dive into that stuff a little bit more. You've often said it doesn't matter to you, but do you anticipate moving in the starting lineup to replace Bogdanovich? Um, I mean, if I was a, a gambling man, I'd, you know, I'd put a bit, of, a bit of money on me doing that. But um, I'm also kind of not – I think – Towards, uh, and I don't want anyone to gamble responsibly. Um, I, I did get in a bit of a rhythm, obviously. I felt like I was playing kind of a lot better. That second stint of coming off the bench and the rotation we had, I think it was me, Mike, and JC kind of playing together with, with George and Tony Bradley, I think it was. That was kind of the group that we, that we were out there with or that I was out there with. And um, I felt like we got in a a pretty good flow. So, I mean, if Quinn wants to to keep me in, in that role, then it is what it is. It doesn't. 
I'm definitely not going to lose any sleep over it. Um, if he wants me to start and, and do that again, then then I'll jump back in there and um, and do the best I can from from that position. So it it still doesn't bother me. Answers the question. Yeah. Uh, we are seeing some players decide not to go. Have you been in contact, texting with your friends around the league and kind of taken their, uh, you know, kind of gauged their mood as far as uh, how many more players will hear not going? you, you have an idea on that? Um, I don't, not not in terms of, um, <laughs> I think there's what, 300, 300 and something players going. Um, I, I think there'll be some more, yeah. I, I definitely think there'll be a couple more. I think guys are figuring out, I think, Dwight Howard said he was figuring out his situation with his with his kids and stuff, and, and obviously I, I totally get that. And, and you have to, I mean, you can't help but respect it. It's, um, I think it was Trevor Ariza too had um, something going on with with his partner, ex partner, and, and, a, and a son. And how can you how can you kind of judge a guy or, or um, be mad at someone if he's in your team if they're doing something that's that's best for for him and his his, his child or, or children? So. Um, yeah, there's definitely. Uh, I mean, I I feel like there will be more players, and um, we'll kind of see how that pans out. But hopefully, it's uh, none of our guys, and hopefully, it's some guys from the teams we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's Have a tough situation to be home for so long and then jump back into it. Um, I mean, you got you got guys that potentially have had the greatest year of their career this year in the sixty whatever games and. Going back and, and there's injury risk, obviously, which is a part of our job anyway, probably daily. Um, but it, it probably does get a little bit higher having this much time off and then jumping right back into it. Uh, there, there's a lot of different scenarios that, that each individual is going through themselves. Uh, I guarantee everyone who, who's going has sat down for it, at least a season. Even if you're a single bachelor that is the healthiest man in the world, you, you're still going to kind of look over things and think about things before you make a decision. So it's it's different for everyone, but but I think you've just got to, in this situation, respect everyone's decision of what they do and um, kind of go with your team, whoever's with you or, or whoever's not. You, you support. With the no fans deal, have you ever been in a situation where you can relate to that as a professional? Maybe he needs to hit star six, PK. <laughs> <laughs> Are you back, Joe? That, that a, uh, we lost that, you for a second. Was that that bad a question that it cut you out? <laughs> no, it was my question, Joe. Oh, that was all right, man. <laughs> I asked as far as this no fans deal, as a professional, can you relate to any games you've ever played in where there was no fans in the stadiums? Yeah, I mean, I've played a, a few, um, probably more with national team in, in, in the Olympics and World Championships when you're, you're playing your first, like, first round of pool games and you're playing a smaller country and we're lucky as Australians we have a pretty decent kind of following and family and stuff travel with us and that's obviously not empty like it's probably more than likely going to be for us but I've played a lot of games where you see a ton more seats than you do when you then you do people and so I think for I honestly think for, for international guys that have played, or and the Americans that have played at um, Olympics or World Championships, the Americans, the USA teams probably always got at least some fans there. But um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely played in some games where there's there's limited, very limited people. Um, 
depending on circumstance. And we've played games where they don't, they don't mean anything at the end of the first round and, and no one comes because they would rather buy a ticket to go watch USA or, or a, a bigger match. So, um, yeah, I'll be, I won't be too out of my comfort zone. I, I think it'll be weird just being... It's always different when you're hearing everything that everyone's saying and Quinn can't kind of say something to me in a normal tone because everyone else will hear it. You have to... So I'm sure teams are going to come up with some funky things to do to, to try and hide what we're doing. But, um, yeah, it is it is what it is. Do you hear Quinn's voice when the arena's loud and you're at the other end of the floor? Does it just, like, cut through just because you know it? Or is this going to be weird because now you're really going to hear him because there aren't going to be fans to drown him out? Have you heard Quinn yell at me before? <laughs> Damn straight I hear that from anyone. I could hear that from my house if he was. No, it's, um, I think it's like you said. I think it's, like, regardless of the, the noise or what's going on, you can you, you, you kind of just you feel like you're hearing something to a certain extent. And, um I mean, a lot of times you've got to, as loud as even our arena gets at, at times, there's, there's a lot of times that free throws and stuff like that, dead balls or the referees are doing something, that there is um, quiet time as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably constantly looking at <laughs> Quinn anyway to see what we're trying to run or change something or, or see if he is yelling at me or, or whatever it is. But, um I feel like myself and, and him have a, a reasonably good kind of connection on the court of of understanding when he does want me to look over and he wants to call a play or he's going to let us roll with with whatever Mike's called or whatever Donovan's called. And um, that's one of the, the good things about having a coach like, like Quinn is that he, he lets us play and lets us kind of go off a feel of um, how, how we're feeling or how we feel like something's working on the court. Um, it's different for him watching than it is for us playing. So um, there, there's times for, for both that he, he's really good with letting us um, pull a lot of stuff that we that we feel like is going to work. Well, Joe, safe travels. Enjoy the last few days with your family, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to you from Florida with some of your downtime. Yeah, just make sure you get the times right. I think we're a, uh, you guys are not, I think that we're a couple hours behind here when we get there. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get on the call there and um, see how the holy bubble is going. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to pack the coffee machine, Joe. Um, no, like, you guys think I'm, I was joking. I'm uh, walking on carrying my coffee machine. <laughs> like, I'm not putting it under the plane. I don't trust the people putting it on the plane. I'm not letting, like, uh, manager play. I'm walking on with my coffee machine and, Ten bags of beans. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wait till you see the picture. So it all sounds funny. Wait till you see the picture and you realize I'm dead serious. <laughs> we believe you. <laughs> and no one is allowed. I'm not making coffee for anyone else. So anyone who from our team that's on our traveling party or other teams do not think about coming to my room for coffee. <laughs> all right, Joe. Thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks, guys.